you just kind of have to push against that current and always push yourself to learn more and more and more. And I think that's important. I think that's authentic as well. I mean, not to knock anybody who's going to school and, you know, I think that's an amazing thing, but I think, you know, it's a different type of um, energy when you're self-taught. You're listening to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization, overcoming fear, and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through. Let's start that right here, right now. Logic is trying to trick my mind into believing that what my heart is saying is a lie. That's why I'll scream it louder and clear. Your heart knows what your mind won't always hear. That's a quote by Nikki Rowe. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chats with Kat. I hope you're all doing great. Today, we're chatting with illustrator and painter Angela Pilgrim. After committing to teach herself how to illustrate, she took her hand into exploring the world of printmaking and launched her own company called Fruition back in 2016. Since then, her brand has been featured in Huffington Post and has partnered with Planned Parenthood to raise awareness and bridging access to affordable health services. Fruition operates on two planes. It's an expressive empowerment brand for women and a progressive art haven for artists to collaborate. Throughout our chat, Angela talks about how her willingness to say yes to the unknown inspired the creation of her company, what resources she used to self-teach the complexities of illustration, and much, much more. As always, if there's anything mentioned that you think somebody you love could truly benefit from, share this episode. I advise you to just go ahead and share right now because I'm guaranteeing you that there are going to be some gems. So just go press the share button and send it right now. Okay, now that you've done that, (laughs) let's get into this conversation hi Angela thank you for sitting down to chat with me tonight it's my pleasure for those who are not familiar with your work in your own words how would you describe what you do and who you are I'm an artist. Um, I'm based in Newark, New Jersey, as well as I've kind of been dabbling into fashion. I have my own brand, um, but it started from a residency I had in Newark in 2015, and I learned how to screen print. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like something that I think happened organically, um, something that. I needed to do because I was in my art career and I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do or how I can push like the margin further with what I'm saying in my work. And I tried embroidering Mm -hmm. and I found out that that took a long time to learn. Um, So I saw an opening for a residency in Newark and at the Newark print shop. And that was kind of like the, the door to like just... I don't know, like wherever I am now, like I'm in this space and time now where I'm just like really open, I'm free. And I think that um, in a lot of ways, that opportunity just kind of like propelled me to like seek more from what I'm doing with my art career. I traditionally, traditionally I do painting or uh, illustration. However, I translated that onto clothing. And that you weren't considering prior to this 
I knew that I wanted to get into textile art, but at the time I was just learning about it. So I just experimented. I remember buying a sewing machine and sewing on paper. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, just to kind of get the basic stitching um, and how to do it. And I just got so frustrated. I'm like, wow, this is like going to take a while, you know? So I said, okay, well... I saw the opportunity to learn how to screen print and to push it further. I said, well, you know what? Like I always wanted to like one, I knew I wanted to do something large scale. I wanted my work to be large scale. So I said, you know, this opportunity, I can just take that and, you know, learn printing and draw and, and just push myself further and make these large fabrics. And from there, um, that opened up the door for my brand fruition. So prior to, let's draw back a little. So were you like classically trained in painting or um, illustration? No, I'm self-taught. Mm. Um, so I, I actually went to school for like one year and then dropped out because my mom couldn't afford it mm. and it was art school. Um, but from there, I just like, I always did things creative. I never stopped doing that even though like I didn't go to school. So it was something that I was always trying to like learn more about, reading books, techniques, things like that. So um, yeah, so. Have, have you found it to be a little difficult that you are self-taught? Like in, in a world where we have YouTube and people are teaching themselves, I'm curious to know if having a college degree in a certain thing holds the same weight nowadays where you know, just because you didn't go to a school doesn't mean that you don't know how to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And have you been able to pitch yourself as being a self-taught artist? Um, most definitely. I don't shy away from the whole self-taught thing. I actually kind of wear that with pride because, you know, I'm, I feel like it's like, is is equally as, as much as like investing in yourself and going to college and art school. I'm investing myself or investing my, my, hmm. Like your skills, your your time. Yeah, like, and I'm doing it on my own. Like, and, you know, we're distracted um, all the time. And it's like, no, like, you just kind of have to push against that current and always push yourself to learn more and more and more. And I think that's important. I think that's authentic as well. I mean, not to knock anybody who's going to school. And, you know, I think that's an amazing thing. But I think, you know, it's a different type of um, energy when you're self-taught. I agree you know, yeah. and I don't shy away from that. I I love it. You know, I love that. Mm-hmm. I really do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one thing to have a somebody who's like with you, guiding you, telling mm-hmm. you this is right, this is wrong. But when you're doing it by yourself, like you have to figure out what's right and what's wrong on your own. You don't have somebody sitting there and like trying to help you perfect what you're up to. But what's really good about that too is like that helped me be an entrepreneur. You know, I I wasn't you know, clocking in. At one point I wasn't clocking in and I had to make myself get up, work on fruition, you know, do, you know, whatever, answer emails. No one was telling me to do that. And it's like when you have somebody, you know, having you to to do projects or whatever it is, thesis and all these things, you have like a certain amount of pressure. And I think that's complete control over your art career, you know, so. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. So, Let's jump into your brand. So your brand is Fruition, and I love that you spelled it F-R-U-I-S-H-U-N. Obviously, it was kind of inspired after you took on this uh, fellowship. And what kind of led you to 
go about doing it and saying, okay, this is something I want to put out into the world? I think when I started actually posting more on my social media, um, just like my art and things like that, I realized that there were a great deal and amount of support like from women who like came across like either my Instagram or my website or whatever, Facebook, or just even like high school, you know, artists who looked up to me like, and I was just like this little artist, like in the art, the art room um, in the basement of my high school. But I, I think that when people started taking an interest to it and they said, well, and I think it was, I got a couple of people that were like, hey, like I would love that on a shirt or I would love, you know, oh, I would love this like this or whatever. And I think I just like kind of ran with that. Like, you know, I, I call it like a, you know, they demanded it and I supplied it, you yeah. know, and from there, like I enjoyed doing it, you know, um, I would go into like the print shop and I would, you know, had my creations like come to life and then from there I opened up um fruition which is formerly a uh, shop Angela but I felt like that was like more of a demand and it really didn't have like that that um brand meaning behind it I didn't want to make it like a command or something for my customers so um but fruition actually the name of it was um I made a list I made a list of things that I wanted the brand to translate because I was reading books at the time about brands and, and things like that. And I made a list of just adjectives and a lot of it um, I started thinking about, okay, this is a women's empowerment, you know, um, brand. I want to, what and what does a woman, the word woman mean to me, you know? And I started thinking about creation. I started thinking about, you know, um, the seeds we sow in the world that bloom and and how this like world was created basically off the backs of women. So I said, you know, okay, fertile. And then I started looking up definitions and I'm like, hmm, fruits. Like we, you know, we bear fruits, we bear children, we bear ideas, we, you know, all those things. Um, and it also has like a very spiritual sense, like a spiritual sense to it too. Um, I would like to say I'm spiritual in a way or yeah, something like it. that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I started thinking, okay, well, you know, Adam and Eve and that story, like, I'm not sure if I really like, I guess, I don't think I really believe it too much, but, um, but I started thinking about that. And then, um, from there, just like I took out the dictionary and I just started, like, it started developing and, it was really interesting because at that time I was taking pictures from my brand um, and it was like picture. I didn't have any models. I didn't have anybody like it was just like me and the camera. So I had a photographer, my friend come and take my first fruition photos. And when I came up with that name, I was sitting in my boyfriend's apartment and I said, and I said, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I said, I am going to walk into some photo studio and I'm gonna have models, I'm gonna have this and I'm gonna have this, and I just don't know how it's gonna happen. And if once I reflect back on like that moment, I think like I really manifested that, you know, because I went and I acquired models, 
I actually was working at the Haynes Building, which is um, an artist like development down in um, downtown Newark. And it was where the print shop had moved at the time. So they're in partnership with Express Newark. And there's a photo studio that was free for artists in the community. So I was like, and they were just like, yeah, your family, like, and I was there all the time. So I'm like, yeah, I want to take these photos. And then I had everything. And I'm like, I really just like manifested that. And I didn't know, like, that's fruition. You know, that's manifesting like what you want, your vision of what you see, you know? And so at that point, did you have the name fruition or I had an experience? I I had an idea of it. Yeah. And then it, it was after that happened that I said, this connects like even more deeply now, you know? So, yeah. I love that. I love that story. That's the whole roundabout way. (laughs) I love that. Uh, So who or what inspires you when you are trying to develop new work or when you are seeking new ideas? Um, Aside from just like women, um, there's architecture that I like to look at. There's... um, I go a lot by like experiences, things that I think aside from fruition and me being just an artist, Angela Pilgrim, I'm inspired by things that I've experienced. So um, a lot of my work is derived around like women of color, um, black women, and it was something that I shied away from or at least in the past I shied away from because I felt like I didn't have an identity of self at the time. And the more and more that I started really getting a confidence about who I was, I started wanting to embody that as well in my work. And it came, it became more organic for me and it wasn't forced. It was something that I was like, okay, well, this, this person that I'm drawing or this person that I'm depicting is basically me. Like, I guess like artists, like we all kind of make like self-portraits of ourselves in our work. So it's like, it's kind of like a representation of yourself. So yeah, um, I think what it is is self-identity. And I think because I'm still on that like path to that, you know, and kind of learning more about myself, I think um, that's what makes my work more true or more connected to myself Mm. in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes absolute sense, <laughs> especially, yeah, I, I hear that and I feel that because I've undergone uh, a lot of unlearning and seeking in terms of my identity. I negated a lot of my blackness because it was something I absorbed through my culture and I got older and I was mm. like, there's something wrong here. There's something I'm not seeing. There's something right. that's within me that I keep suppressing. And right. once I like was like enough is enough Mm -hmm. Uh, another version of myself began to emerge right right and through that is now when now i feel like i am rooted and i'm able to express all of my ideas clearly and right right gives you experience right right definitely and i I think you know i didn't grow up in a household that i mean my mom's black my dad's black but i never grew up with my mom really teaching me, you know, about self-identity because in a lot of ways I felt like she was still on that path as well, of course, you know? So it's like she was, you know, trying to love herself as well. And um, sometimes it's hard to like, you know, teach your children something that you probably don't feel, you know? So um, 
you know, I went through a lot of phases. Like I went through like this whole rockers like phase. Um, I went through um, just like making up things that like I thought that I think I was making up like identity because I didn't have one. Like it's like this must be like or just following this or whatever. So it's very important. Like knowledge of self is like so important, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. So has there been do you turn to any practices or resources to further along this self exploration or to promote healing? I think my like biggest like self care I guess practice right now that promotes healing in a way for myself at least is learning to be okay with how things are if that's like if that makes sense like because I think I always had anxieties about certain things and I think taking a step back and um, really being aware awareness is something that you know I struggled with um just really taking a step back and just being okay with things and and not pressing don't don't equate time with like where you are and things like that so i think really take sometimes taking a moment to just like take in um my surroundings going to my hap- happy place if i could say that you know and most of the time that's like sun like my apartment is like sunny it has plants you know like it's my sanctuary so you know um listening to music um helping others I think that's my biggest thing I think in a lot of ways I'm a a visionary and I have a vision for something and I always want to connect people with other people um and that's my healing as well that's my self-care ritual is I want to make sure that everybody's okay as well um especially like my loved ones so yeah so I think from what I gather, it's that you've infused a lot of intention behind Right, readings. right. Yeah, I think that begins to create a shift when right. you look at things with purpose, you know. Right, if right. If you're saying, like, this is the way that it is and it's exactly okay, it's like your default is to freak out and panic, but mm-hmm. looking at it and being like, I'm not going to panic. Right, right. Changes life. You, you really have to, you have, we're so harsh on ourselves, like, as people, like, we really are like i don't know it's it's really interesting like i think that we need to be more okay with things like we we don't have to be in that like it's something that like my mom like i feel like she still struggles with you know like she's high anxiety like and i have to be that kind of like that anchoring source for her when that happens and i i do hope and i'm gonna probably like definitely send her this so she hears this so she just like it just rings out to her but you know I really want her to have like more happiness and in, in where she is and actually be okay with um not equating other people as a source to her happiness you know and that's really important um being okay to go to a restaurant by herself and things like that she's like older so she I don't know. I can get all into it, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I feel that. So it seems like something that is very important to you is uh, empowering women and being of of service to women. Mm -hmm. One thing that I noticed that you highlight in your website in particular is encouraging women to feel the inertia of creating for oneself with purpose. 
and I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's a lack of people, and women in particular, in our society that are living outside of their soul's purpose? Definitely, and I see it every day, and I always question, you know, I've talked to many women, and one thing that I gathered from a few of them that I, I spoke to was that they felt like they had to live a cookie-cutter life, that they had to do this, then the next thing is the next thing, and then the next thing is the next thing. And in that, I wonder if a percentage of that is what they really want to do, or is it that, you know, they feel anxieties about not doing that and, you know, feeling secure. Like I was talking to a woman who, you know, went the college route. And again, I'm not telling everybody not to go to college. Yeah. Like I don't want anybody thinking that. Um, but, you know, she went to college, she did this and she talked about how her family really pushed her to do that. And I feel like, you know, there's also backgrounds that take, you know, that are, uh, you have to take into account about why women kind of lead the path that they do. Like it's, you know, whether they're from like strict households or things like that. And then you wonder like, okay, well you did all these things. And now when is it that you're going to live for yourself? You know, and I think it's important. I think it's very important to find your purpose and to listen to it and to follow it, you know, because that's your, your, I think it's your, what is it, your solar plexus? I think that's your gut, and that's what um, basically enables you to make the decisions that you do. Sometimes we have, like, these voices or this feeling that rings out to us that's like, hey, like, something happens. The universe aligns something to happen, and we don't listen to it. It's, like, it's really important, like, to listen to it um, or to at least become aware that that can happen too. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but there are a lot of women and sometimes I feel like I've met phenomenal women who like, they have so much gifts to like do so much things and then they're just kind of stuck in like this like warp of the same old thing. Did you ever find yourself getting close to that or have you always been? Oh, yeah, definitely. So how did you, how did you say, I'm not gonna, definitely. I'm not gonna do that, I'm gonna reject it and go this way instead even though it's very scary and not stable possibly so I was working at a job that I didn't like they didn't appreciate me and I can say that um I went above and beyond people loved me there and it was just the higher-ups that were you know they were on everybody like they were just so like they they were so nitpicking with this and that and this and I remember I was sitting in my car and I was crying like, I was talking to my boyfriend, and I said, you know, I don't want to go back there, you know, like, but I feel like I'm in this place right now that I can't move. Like, it's almost like a paralyzing feeling. And he said to me, he said, well, don't get upset about it. Make the move and just drop it. You know, it's as easy as that. Everything is your choice. You know what I mean? It's like, and... I made that choice to leave that place and I was like the most free. And the cool thing about it was two weeks later, I was worried about money like in that time. Two weeks later, like I did a job and like it brought in like a, like two grand. And I'm just like, okay, Crazy. like you have to listen to the universe, wow. you know, like it will tell you. 
And I knew that I was on a path that was where I needed to be after that. And I invested myself in fruition, did all of those things. And it, it just was, it's been so fruitful. It's been so beautiful. So I'm really, um, I'm really happy, you know, that I made that decision. I didn't know where I was going to go and from there. And it was just craziness. And it's not like you didn't have bills to pay. Oh yeah. You, you know, and then you bills. got bills, yeah. you know? So it's like, what, what do I do? Like, you know, and I used to pray and, and things like that. And it was just like, that feeling was enough to just really, I think what it is, is taking that leap of faith. I think a lot of people want to stay in these boxes that are safe. But I think that once you take that leap of faith, that is what fruition is. Like, if I can just bring it back to that, like, yeah. you really have to, like, I feel like this brand, my purpose is very spiritual. It's, if you even think of, I was speaking with a friend and he was like fruition and he thought of Oshun and it was That's just what like, I you were yeah, in. right. And yeah. I was like, I never, and the thing is, it's like, I'm learning about like the Yoruba um, religion and all that. So it's like, it's funny that, you know, things are putting your life and words and, and, and affirmations and things like that. And, it comes full circle. It always yeah. does. So, you know, yeah. Look at that. I love <laughs> that you brought in, that you were tying in Oshun from the very beginning. See? And that's something wow. that, um, actually, I spoke to one of my customers, and she was like, you know, I would love to see you translate more of that, like, explain that in your brand. Like, really explore that. Because even, like, with my head wraps, like, they're, like, I call them mood wraps. I call them energy wraps. So it's, like, blue frequency, you know, the queen head wrap and, and things like that. So it was, it's those things that I want to explore a little bit deeper, maybe do videos, things like that. Um, I'm just working on getting like my apartment together cause I just moved in, but yeah. Yeah. So. Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, essentially, how do you think that we can assist each other in making those steps and taking those leaps and you know, you did it. So mm -hmm. as somebody who has done it, uh, how do you, think it's best to inspire other women who are feeling like they're up to their neck with stress and anxiety at a job that they don't like and have this idea that they really want to work on but never seem to have the time right. how do we inspire them to say hey uh, it's time i think in a lot of ways um energy works in a way where when people see something that you're doing that is something that is daring that is something that you know they would love to dream to do and you're encouraging them whether it's through social media whether it's through um anything else like books you you know you write you know or any of those things like you know striking conversations with women and learning more about them and you know kind of creating a sisterhood i think we I mean, we're we're definitely getting stronger in sisterhood, but I think like even pushing that a little bit further, like actually being, say being in strangers' lives. But I mean, if you feel compelled to do so, I think that's important to just share stories. Podcasts like this, like this helps, you know, this, this podcast can lead to somebody really feeling inspired tomorrow, you yeah. know, and this is the, the root work. This is the groundwork that's it's needed, you know, advocating for those women. We're doing all that in society now. You know, finally, we're finally. getting, yeah, <laughs> like we're finally getting like that real voice that we've been yearning to 
you know, yell out and, and, and express rather. So I think, um, I think communication helps. We've been put on this world to communicate, whether it's through web, through its, you know, um, language and everything like that. I think really expressing that through our work, um, and yeah, like, and creating things like creating spaces for people to do that too, you yeah. know, like that's another thing. Like we need more spaces that cultivate that energy, you know, so. Is that something that you want to branch into in the future? Definitely. Um, I see myself um, creating a incubator space that is going to promote not just the gifts and abilities that a lot of people have that are probably suppressed in their nine to five and they wish that would, you know, um, they could be able to release, but also to show them how to monetize that as well. You know, having... Um, classes and 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 talks and and anything that would promote that person getting the tools to capitalize on something that they've always wanted to do from start to finish so that's like creating the vision and then on top of that like well the last would be monetizing so like even how how to manage all of that because there's a lot that comes with that too when you start to like be a business owner or even if you're not a business owner it's like you have to you're going to encounter something that's going to probably be something along the lines of business especially when you have a gift and people are you know want access to that or whatever um but also like in schools like i mean we are you know i think we are getting a voice when it comes to what children are learning in schools and really like speaking out about that but like what about when those kids come out of school where are they going you know but monetizing because i think that's important currency is important generational wealth is important so that's how we keep progressing and and all that yeah. it's all energy it's all energy it's all energy mm -hmm. hell yeah yeah it's um you know we all are born with gifts and talents that I think we're literally born with to give to the world, to make the world better. Right. And through time, and because we live in a capitalist society that is becoming modern and very fast-paced, mm -hmm. people don't even have the time to be reflective, uh, to, to be introspective mm -hmm. and reflect out what they were literally born with. And our world is missing that. Our world is right. missing the gifts of the masses because the masses don't have the chance to even find out what their gifts are. Right. And it would be such a different world if the way that we made money wasn't by working a nine to five at a finance firm, making millions right. and billions of dollars for corporations, but instead it was where we exchanged our gifts with each other right. and we valued our gifts and we put it out in the world and we're able to live off of that. And I feel like there are a lot of people, a lot of women in particular. I mean, I don't know if I'm biased towards women because I'm a woman, but I just know I, I really feel it in my womb almost like it lies there. Like women are just so awake and they are so ready to take advantage of the time that is right now. I mean, for God's right. sake, we are, podcasting in an all women's space right now right right where ideas are brewing all the time and where we are like no we're gonna make a space for ourselves because we're about to dominate right but right. i think that that is literally just spreading in 
every crevice of right. the world. Right. And unfortunately, because we haven't had the chance to do that in the masses, we don't know how to value ourselves yet. Right. right. You know, because it's like, well, I mean, do can I make money off of this? Am I supposed right. to make money off of this? Do you really appreciate me? Right. And I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about the the comment that women we need to teach women to be more brief? Well, the thing is that I think that bravery lies within all of us. It's it's always there trying to come out. But at least outside of the West, there are a lot of women that want to be brave, but they can't because they will, they, they will literally die. Mm-hmm. There are women who cannot speak out because they are living in, in a patriarchy that literally does not allow them to. So in terms of us who live in free societies like the U.S. or like Western Europe, we have to use this freedom as a way to throw that energy out there and be the women that those women wish that they could be and be that for them. Because we don't we're not going to be, you know, tormented or or tortured or killed because we are being ourselves. And it's like not something that needs to be taught as much so as it needs to be visible like we need to be visibly brave for each other because automatically like wakes it up within each of us it's like all there but the lights turned off i feel like right so it's like when i see with your light on it it flicks my light on and then i wake up and i start doing all the things that i was supposed to do right right so it's like i feel like women already have it most of us already it's just like sitting there dormant okay so the reason i proposed that question or um was because I was watching a TED talk. Um, I don't recall the woman's name. However, I know that she's in tech, and she was just teach. She was just telling everyone that we should teach our girls to be more brave. And she saw, in she has a program that she's running, and it's for women or girls in tech in high schools and things like that to kind of better prepare them to be in these um, companies that are male dominated as well as. Um, cultivating I guess like the gifts that they do have or the interest they have right so basically she was saying that she did a she did a study or she asked her um teachers of um the tech classes or rather I think they actually um they actually told her they told her that what they noticed about some of the girls in comparison to the guys and what she noticed was that most most of the boys would say that their code was it was something wrong with their code if they got their their code wrong or something like that whereas the girls were saying there's something wrong with me so i think it's i think what she was trying to say was that our strive women striving for perfection in this world is something that like really like cripples us in a lot of ways um we don't want to we don't want to show our gifts to the world sometimes because we want to make sure that it's 100% accurate, it's right, um, it's beautiful, it's whatever it is. And the teacher said that she went over to the girl who said there was something wrong with her, and she said what she found was that if she pushed undo a couple of times, she found that the girl did write code. However, she saw that it was wrong and she erased it 
because she wasn't confident in showing her imperfections that she, or showing that she didn't understand something. And I think that's like kind of like the dynamics between men and women. A man is told to like reach high for something, you know, go for the gold. But the woman is told you can't unless you, you meet that 100%. Um, she, there was also a study that was found that women would apply to a job if she met 100% of the qualifications. However, a man would apply if he met 60% of the qualifications, you know? So it's like she was just trying to, I guess, like stress the importance of like teaching our girls to be brave, to go out there and make sure that we're making ourselves known and it's just brilliant women out here that, you know, have all of these these gifts and talents that just need to be expressed. And um, I think I think we need to, like, also do that. Like, I really I really appreciated what she said, because I think in a lot of ways, you know, it, it kind of went back to like me and my childhood and self-identity and me not feeling like I was perfect enough to be doing this or you know or I wasn't good enough to you know oh I can't wear that because that's not what I look like in this magazine you know and that's also kind of what my art is about as well you know beauty and how we see ourselves I guess like our identity um so sorry if I kind of butchered the the story but (laughs) but I thought that was important um I can send you the the name yeah, of the woman in a TED talk. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's you know I think I think um, unfortunately we we've lived in a society where women feel like the opportunities are scarce. Mm-hmm. Like there are not a lot of women doing things like let's say in in the outside uh, visible world. Right. So right. you look at companies or different positions where women are like, I wish I could do that. And there's like maybe like two women that are doing right, it. Right. They feel like, well, for me to get there, I have to be perfect. Right. Right. Look at, there's like only three spots for us. Right. Right. So yeah, it's something where I think that once we begin to create a society of abundance and opportunity, which I think men already feel. Right. Like, there's an abundance for them because they're everywhere. Right, they, right. They can look in any field, any part of the world, and they're there. Right, right. And that's why they feel like, I could do that even if it's wrong. Like, right. Like, I mean, whatever. But for right. women, it's like, it's it's not. And the expectations are very high for us. Right, they, right. They, they just are. And that's something that I think we have to help each other through. Exactly. And tell each other, like, and be open about the times that we fail. Right, because exactly. Because the thing is, too, that we only talk about our perfection. So then right. we begin to internalize, right. like, my whole community is right. perfect. I'm wrong, but it's not. It's that all of us kind of, b- like, believe the, the false reality. And that's right. the only thing that we we, we definitely need to be a little bit more transparent because that's what's going to create the change in that person or that woman that's working at nine to five. Being transparent with our, our issues, our, our failures, our triumphs and, and guiding people through that journey. So if we can help people like really get out of, you know, whatever funk they're in or, or whatever, we have to be that example. And I think, again, if we can bring it back around to that question, that's what's needed as well to help those people um, that really feel stuck, you know? Yeah. So, I so, yeah. That. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I, I applaud a lot of companies or at least a lot of women that I see online and in magazines and my friends and what they're doing with their lives and how 
they're okay with being this size or you know looking this way or their color and and all that but we still have a lot more work to do you know so yeah i i hear you i agree with that if there was one message that you could get out to the world what would that message be be transparent be authentic and be yourself um i think just you can't be anybody else other than yourself so you know and work with that and work it the best way you can like get as much as you can out of this life as far as we know we only have one life to live like do everything actually you know what get up tomorrow and do that thing that you wanted to do do it <laughs> do it tomorrow like mm-hmm. now <laughs> right right give yourself some time a couple hours go to sleep a little bit but get up tomorrow and do it so for those who are listening who want to follow your journey and what you're up to where can they find you um i have instagram fruition it's at f-r-u-i-s-h-u-n and then i have my personal one i don't update it too much but at a-p-l-g-r-m and then i have my website um by fruition so that's b-y-f-r-u-i-s-h-u-n.com amazing thank you so much for all of your wisdom and your positivity my pleasure Well, guys, that was this week's chat. If you would like to learn more about this company, you follow Fruition on Instagram. Thank you all for listening, and we will chat next week. That was this week's episode. I really hope you all enjoyed it. If there's anything you'd like to chat about, send an email to cat at catlantigua.com, and I will make sure to get back to you. You can keep up with me in between episodes by following cat.lantigua on Instagram and heading to catlantigua.com to opt in to receive my weekly newsletters. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm sending you all lots of love, light, and good vibes. We'll chat next week.